All right, so uh, start off as far as uh, injuries with Bryce Callahan. He has a left foot, so in the next uh, 24 to maybe you know 36 hours, we should have a, a better idea once he goes through all his tests to see exactly where he's at. Um, and that happened in the uh, in the second quarter with him. Uh, going back, watching the tape of the game, it's what it's pretty much what what I thought. Um, you know, defensively, I thought that our guys were relentless across the board. Uh, <clears throat> we always talk about green grass on offense, being able to have a pocket to throw. And I, I felt like our defensive line did a great job at collapsing the pocket and not giving Jared any any uh, green grass in there to step into his throws. And so that's where it starts. And then the, the second part of that would be in coverage. I thought our DBs did a, a really good job at anticipating throws, breaking on throws. And then when they had a chance um, to, to, to get the pass breakups, they did that. And then, of course, get a couple interceptions too. So um, that's... That's where that was, and, and uh, um, that, that just was such a huge part of the game for us. So I, I appreciate that with, with the defense there. Um, the uh, offensively, uh, again, same thing. You know, I thought uh, a little bit out of rhythm at times, and, and that's, uh, that's, that's all of us included. Um, and so that was a time for us where we felt like being able to uh, hand the ball off and do some different things in the run game would help us out. And so uh, the 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 opportunities that we had doing that, I thought our guys executed it well. Uh, I thought the the uh, offensive line in particular really uh, that was a huge challenge for them. They stepped up to it. Um, uh, that defensive line is stout now. They're they're quick. They're stout. They got great players, great scheme, and uh, so I give a lot of credit to her, uh, Coach Heastan and, and and that offensive line, and of course the running backs, the tight ends, etc. And then special teams. Uh, I thought that uh, that game last night became a game of field position. Uh, just knowing that there weren't a lot of touchdowns being scored, it was important to make sure that offensively you protect the football, give the, give our defense a chance to pin their ears back a little bit once we had that lead, and uh, and that's what we did. And then last but not least was what I said last night was the fans. They were absolutely just freaking awesome. I mean, just. Uh, um, just it was it was second to none. It was um, it was loud from the very start, and uh, they brought it. So we appreciate that. Matt, how do you characterize the benefits for Mitch in being able to sort of navigate his development alongside a defense that is this dominant and this capable of reducing the impact of some of his mistakes? Yeah. So for for Mitch, um, as we go here, I think take take apart push push our defense aside and how they're playing. Um, and and how so? How can he and how can we grow uh, in this offense? And so there's going to be some times where um, you might be presented with a different look than what you think you're going to get. Um, how do you react to that? And so a lot of times we'll talk about things being black or white or gray. And so when things are gray, um, you know, making sure that we all. Uh, our eyes go to the same spots. And so that's what right now is, is that's one of the, the neat parts of, um, of us molding into our identity in this offensive is learning. And so um, that's going to take some time and we're getting there. And, um, but there's so many different variables that go into the, to the offensive play, each play. You take that now and you take it into our defense in a game like that. Um, you, I need to do my job of making sure um, regardless of who the quarterback is, knowing the situation that we don't put our defense, as good as they were playing, that we don't put them in a bad position. And, um, you know, early in the game, they had that the pick down to the, down to, you know, down inside the red zone. That's the things we can't do. And I thought, um, 
you know, if we stayed away from those, that we would have a great chance to win. How do you describe the, the psychological lift, though, for Mitch of, of understanding that he can make a mistake and they'll get him out of those jams? More? Yeah, no, that's uh, – well, yeah, we had the interception, right? And then the very next play, our defense got an interception. And that's what you're talking about. And so it goes – it circles right back to the next play mentality. And um, that's what I thought – we talked about that all week long, next play, next play, next play. And that was a pure example last night um, from both sides on defense when you're playing well. Okay, next play. On offense, you're not playing as well, next play. Just general, with sudden change defense, generally speaking, how much of the success on that is based on attitude and how much can be kind of schemed up when you're kind of having to go on the field that quickly? Uh, both, both. And and so the where I see teams – can get or sides of the ball that can get into trouble would be um, when you have a bunch of individuals that that all of a sudden get upset or angry that you know we just we got a couple stops here and now you just give the ball right back to them and the, they start pouting when they go out to the field we don't do that and I think it shows uh, our coaches okay we got we got to pick it up now because so the coaches make good calls the players execute it and all of a sudden boom we got the ball back. And and uh, and so then the offense needs to feed off of that, and and I think um, that's how it goes, and that's where we're at as a team right now. We don't have those individuals that not one time this year have we had it, uh, and it could have happened a few times. I go back to the Arizona game; um, the defense was playing really well, the offense wasn't, and not one time did that defense complain about the offense not playing well, and uh, that I think is 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 uh, speaks volumes to the character of these guys. Mitch's best drive might have been the, the drive after. Yeah. Why do the RPOs, or why do, why did you call the RPOs in terms of helping him calm down and, and establish? Well, a lot of it was schematically. Uh, so they they wanted to play a certain way last night, and um, and so we wanted to make sure that we adjusted the right way. And and uh, getting into some of those RPOs was, was what we felt in that situation the best thing for us. And you know they were working. Yeah. Yeah. No. The 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 run game was uh, the guys were executing it. You know, we were we were um, we were getting some repeated plays in there, which is always good um, when you when you're able to repeat plays. Uh, and then the guys were executing it, and you get certain looks, and and you gotta you gotta make a throw on an RPO to a wide receiver. Got to make the catch and execute it. You got to make the read. Uh, the backs when they get the ball, they got to find the lane. They got to see the vision of of the you know the defender on where to take it inside or outside. And so um, it, that that's what I thought was all things considered, uh, the passing game wasn't really there. Uh, so you know we we decided to to go that route, and it worked. Howard, with Howard, does it say something about his uh, mental makeup or, or whatever that he struggled this year, and, and he's there for you when your when your passing game was really strong? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and that that's again goes to we don't have individuals, and there's I, I'm okay with guys being frustrated uh, throughout the year. I'm okay with that because that means they care. But you handle it the right way, and that's what he's done. He's done that from from the very start, and and I appreciate that. And you know, you tell him, hey, there's going to be times where, you know, we'll two things. We'll we'll get this thing figured out, and then on top of that, it's just going to happen where it's going to be it's going to be your time. And um, last night was a was a great opportunity for him to to get those chances. I thought he ran the ball hard, 
and um, you know his vision was good. And then of course it starts with the O line setting the, the making sure that that penetration is there, and, and it's not happening on the other line on the other side of the line of scrimmage. Going off that, Cody White here does get a lot of attention. But what did you think of his game last night? Whether it's helping with Aaron Donald yeah. in spring to um, Yeah, Co Cody did a did a really good job. There's times where de depending on the protection scheme, where there might be some double teams, uh, and he's the extra guy that we can use. Um, but uh, really across the board, we had a, there's a couple plays here or there that you wish you had back. Really for every guy on the offensive line, you can say that for every single player on the team. Uh, but collectively, um, I thought that the 11 guys um, on offense, uh, when we needed to make some plays, I thought they did that. And, and again, I'll, I'll go back to what I said, what I reinforced yesterday was it was a little bit different for me calling the game. and. I, at, at some points, I didn't even, you know, it wasn't even about if it's a third and long, it's more about maybe getting 40 seconds off the clock and keeping that field position rather than taking that chance of having 99 make that one play on third and eight that gets the, you know, the sack fumble. Along those lines with the, you know, taking time off the clock, there was a false start on a punt uh -huh. through the fourth quarter. Was that intentional? No, no. He's, but Broniker? Yeah. Yeah, no, he's, uh, he, he false start. Why is that? You thought it was intentional? It ran 25 more seconds off the clock. Well, yeah, that that's uh, that helps us for sure. But no, that's uh, that's uh, Broniker. I'm going to get on him for doing that. With <laughs> <laughs> regard to uh, Mitch's performance, what indications did you see when you reviewed it that it was rust? And, and, and the, the er there are errors that he will not make, you know, with uh, when he's more in a groove. Yeah, the, the rust thing is, is not. It has nothing to do with rust. I mean, I thought yesterday you just saw two. They, both defenses had their own unique ways of making things happen yesterday. And so, um, you know, there, there's going to be some throws really in every game where, um, you know, you'd like to have a, a, you know, pinpoint accuracy on every throw. And there's there's some that, that uh, he was slightly off. But that's my job, too, to make sure that I'm putting them in, in good positions uh, with the play calls that I have. And then um, we talk on the sideline and make sure that we're, we're on, the, on the same page. And so um, I think that's the biggest thing. And, and you know, just talking to Mitch last night after the game, the, the, the thing that I love about him is that he's just um, – he cares so much. And uh, he, he knows that, um, that we as an offense can play better. And he's going to be the first one in here to try to make sure that we're doing everything the right way. So is this a step back? Do you think it is big picture development? No, I don't think. I, I don't ever think. Not not when you win, you know. I I just don't. I don't. Uh, you know, he he made some some plays when we needed to, and um, you know, for for him to be able to keep learning, you know, there's going to be some bumps in the road. You can't throw for 350 yards every game. That's just not going to happen in this offense uh, in year one. It's not going to happen. Made it pretty clear that he that he hated sitting out. Maybe even more so than most players uh -huh. hated. And he, you know, and he, were they hard conversations to have, especially sitting him out the second game? And you know, he said he was a little bit anxious going into this game. Maybe because he sat out, and he was like really ready to get out there again. Did that affect things? I don't. I don't think so. I mean, he'd have to answer that more than me uh, when you talk to him. But I think uh, no. I, I mean, he. Uh, all the guys that we that we you know made the decision to sit out in those games throughout this season, they, they all wanted to be back and play. And I appreciate that. Uh, but again, you know, we, we have to make sure that we, we have a plan and that we do it day by day and make sure we're following when we think it's right at that time. And, you know, of course, 
you know, he, 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 that's just how his DNA is. He wants to be out there all the time, and I like that, but we got to protect the player from the player. What stood out to you about uh, James Daniels' play? So th that was a uh, <clears throat> one of the biggest challenges that he's ever going to have going against Aaron Donald. Not all the time. He's not going against him every play, but there's times where he's out there, and, and, and Aaron just has so many great moves. But I thought his technique was really good last night. He never lunged too much. He stayed balanced. Um, one of James's biggest strengths is always if he happens to lose a little leverage, he can recover. But for the most part, he was very consistent. And um, man, for being such a young kid, very calm, composed. And that was one of the big things that we talked about as a team, to stay calm and composed and next play mentality. He did that. With Santa Slay as an example, can yeah. you kind of walk us through the timeline of a play like that from its concept and design and origin to installing it and practicing it to running it in game night? Yeah, well, they're, they're all different. Um, we always talk about some of them are in the incubator for a while. They're in there for weeks, and uh, you just got to either wait for the chance to come. This one happened to be – this one just, just happened this, this past week. So um, it wasn't in the incubator too long, and, and uh, we felt like it, the time was right. And, um, you know, that's just what, what – uh, the, the guys executed it just right. Uh, it was a great catch, great throw. It's good, good hard run sell, and uh, shoot, I was I was impressed. So, is Friday the first time that, that you guys practiced that in earnest? Yeah, yeah. Could you have devised that play without Freezer left preceding it? <laughs> Could, oh yeah, yeah. You, there, you can it's there, you can do whatever you want to do. It's it's uh, it's endless. I mean, there's there's so much so much good stuff you can do, and um, you know. If it wouldn't have worked, you all be ripping me right now. <laughs> I think so. I, I don't know. It might it might be. Um, it might be. But yeah, there's a there's a lot of beef out there. Matt, what's the benefit to incorporating D linemen and offensive linemen into skill position um, plays? Is it, I mean, just to relieve the boredom or uh, for morale, or what's the advantage? Well, you know. As a defensive coordinator, when or when, as a quality control coach, when you're up in the booth and you're trying to tell your the D coordinator that um, those four numbers are coming in, and I don't know if they necessarily prepare for that. So as I always tell you guys, you know, any any advantage you can get, and now you just got to be able to make sure that it's something that you feel like it can be worthwhile and not foolish. You know, there's 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 that, that balance there, um, and so and then the other part of it too is that our guys love it. They enjoy it. They have fun. Um, we're having fun. They're working. Um, so maybe we'll stay away from them for a few weeks and, and come back to it later. What were some of the key reasons you were able to contain Gurley, who's just been explosive all year long? So with, with our defense, um, I thought that our, our defensive line – um, you know, the one thing with Todd, with Gurley is that he, a lot of these, uh, these mid zones and outside zones, there's a cutback. He cuts back, and I thought we did a good job of containing that. He had one or two where he cut back a little bit. Um, but we were, we were there in, in groups. Um, it, was, it was gang tackling. Uh, it was guys. I felt like we were playing fast. I felt that the whole entire game, and then watching it on tape, uh, you saw that. But uh, you, you have to, and you saw the one play. You, you see how good of a player that Todd is, is, is Leonard had him dead in the rights in the flat, and he broke, he broke a tackle from a big dude in Leonard and, and still made a nice play. So uh, he, it's not easy to do, and, and that, that's a heck of an offense. Matt, when, when you say the players like those plays going back, you're smiling, talking about it all. How much of a thrill or, or feeling of 
feeling do you get when these kind of plays you design and they and they come out? Well, <clears throat> it's a it's a good throw when you score and and you see the you see the. Um, the excitement on the players and they say stuff to you on the sideline, you know, they're excited because they, they see it in practice and they, they, uh, I don't know what they think when they see it in practice, if they think you, this coach is crazy or if they think that, uh, no, this is pretty good or is he going to call it? Um, but then, you know, when they do get called and you can feel it, you can feel the excitement and why not? Why not? I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, if there's, if you have a why behind why you do it, then it makes sense. Um, and they're not all going to work. There's going to be some where I'm going to be standing up here. You guys are going to be saying you're an idiot, but that's inevitable. I, I'll I'll accept that. But um, they're working right now, and the guys like it. So so uh, keep going. We have two more guys. We have uh, Massey was the, the, to the side. Yeah. Of, uh, what do you guys see when you look at that? Today? Yeah. Well, that you know, I wish uh, I would. It would have been nice to avoid him so that that didn't happen. He got knocked down, and then he was trying to recover and, and couldn't. And you know he did the right thing by, by stopping the play. Uh, at that point in time, it, it, you know that's such a crucial part of the game. And uh, you know my, my emotions, I was, I was, you know, you prep for that time. You prep for that situation. And so, um, like I said last night, I, 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 I talked to those guys. I apologized to them. I told them that uh, you know, they did the right thing, and um, we need to coach that that play better so that our guys don't do that. And um, and so that was that. The post-game video of the locker room celebration is out now. And usually you call in a player to break down the guys. But this time you called in Vic Fangio. Why was it important for you to do that? Well, that that uh, first of all, I couldn't pick one person on defense. They were, they were just, uh, it was too good across the board. And I just think for, for what um, Vic symbolizes, our defensive coaching staff, right, and our players, and that whole unit, and um, you know they they just played they played on another level last night, and I I just I like recognizing um, from the game. I you know, we get we we talked about the game ball to the fans, and and uh, obviously no one from there could have broke us down, but uh, we just felt like that was the, the right thing to do, and so it just kind of happened, and he went ahead and came in, and the guys liked it, and he broke us down. Thank you guys.